Welcome to Her Liberation. I'm your host, Ann Anderson, and this show is for anyone who wants to improve your health, well-being, and have a better quality of life. Her Liberation provides tools and strategies and a safe, no-judgment space for healing to take place. My team and I will be bringing on guests who are experts in all areas of personal self-development and more to help you to shift where you need to in your lives and to meet your individual goals and needs. Again, welcome to Liberation Conversations with Ann Anderson, starting right now. Welcome to Her Liberation, Conversations with Ann Anderson. And I'm so excited about my guest here today, comedian Tanja D, the ton of fun. She's also a retired Navy veteran of 26 years. And in addition to comedy, she is also a domestic violence survivor. Thank you so much for being here today, Tanja D. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Who is Tanja Robertson? Tanja Robertson is the veteran. She was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana, and grew up on the Cooper Road, which is a well-known city uh, uh, subdivision in Shreveport. Um, she went to the military. She endured a whole lot of hardship. And Tanja D came out of Tanja Robertson um, when I was going to uh, counseling after retirement mm-hmm. and, um, and started talking because of what I had endured. Uh, and every time I would get to the point where I would talk about the violence that I endured or the abuse that I endured, uh, I would start making jokes of it. And my uh, counselor said, she said, girl, you're funny. I said, yeah, I have to be that way because I don't want to cry anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so she sent me to this ASAP comedy boot camp class. And I stood on that stage and I just started telling about my life and <laughs> just flipped it. And when I saw the reaction from the crowd, I said, oh, you know what, Lord, I like this. I like this. And then, I, you know, scripture tells you laughter is good medicine for the soul. So mm-hmm. I dubbed myself because my initials are TDR. So I, I dubbed myself the doctor that delivers good medicine. So uh, Tanja D is uh, the one who hurt. And um, I kind of like I wore this shirt right here as an example of telling you how dark my life used to be. But then when I start to live again, you can see the colors. You still see the darkness. It's still there, but I'm mm-hmm. healing. And eventually, if, the, if this was a lie, the flowers would consume and take all the darkness away. So Tanja Robinson is still there, but when Tanja D is shining, it's a completely different person. So um, Tanja is a beautiful human being who loves the Lord, um, believe God's everything that she's been through um, had a purpose. Um, and and right now I'm trying to live out my purpose by bringing laughter um, to the world, clean laughter to the world um, <laughs> as often and <laughs> as often as I can. And what caused you to transition from military to comedy? You probably just yeah, answered that. Transition, <laughs> and, and, and mm-hmm. because I was so stern, I was a drill mm-hmm. instructor. So, okay. you know, for people to look at me and say, oh, no, she's never going to be funny. But I would always transition from, because when it comes, really, actuality, being a comedian has mm-hmm. discipline, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. we got to constantly be on our uh, trade, on our uh, craft, constantly honing in on it. So the transition was easy because the discipline that came along with the military had to transition. But the, the turmoil that I do in my personal life, mm-hmm. I had a few uh, military incidents, too, where um, um, sexual things in nature mm-hmm. um occurred to me on active duty. Um, they don't really speak about it a lot. So, you know, uh, as a woman, you have to carry that and cover that up. And then I was going home and enduring abuse too. Um, 
And I know a lot of times people say domestic violence, domestic violence, but the truth about it is all domestic abuse is not violent. Uh, it doesn't always come with a black eye. It doesn't always come with somebody screaming and hollering or sexual abusing you. Sometimes it comes with emotional and um, psychological abuse and financial abuse. So mm -hmm. I endured all that type of abuse. And uh, and so to transition from the from the military stern discipline part of the military to comedy mm -hmm. was easy because I'm up there telling my life and making it funny. But in the military, you live in your life different. And if anything's it's not supposed to be. You're covering it up. You don't you never saw it. I always had the stern look on my face and nobody could ever tell that I was going through what I was going through. So I pretty much was two faced. Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Walk around here being two faced. Right. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So the name of the book of uh, this book is I'm Not Stupid. I Just. And the author is anonymous. So let's talk about how relatable the title is. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. My girlfriend of mine introduced this book to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, first, you know, a lot of times when people when you're going through stuff and people are trying to introduce you to something, you're like, nah, nah, nah. But I read this book. And when I tell you this little girl had to be a fly on the wall of my life, you mm -hmm. believe that wow. everything that she said, I'm like, dang, I wasn't the only one going through this. And then after getting to know her as an author, I realized that she's not even able to tell her story. Why? Mm -hmm. Because she's still hiding um, and protecting herself from her uh, abuser. And, and to me, that's like crazy. And from that moment, I said, you know what? Your husband can't do nothing to me. I'm going to speak for you. <laughs> so then I said, oh, I'm going to be the comic with a cause. And my cause is uh, bringing attention to domestic abuse. And that's why I don't always say violence, mm -hmm. domestic abuse, period. Uh, it's always somebody who says that they love you that hurt you the worst. Mm -hmm. So I said today from this from that day on, after I met her and I heard her story, I said, well, I'm going to be your voice. I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to tell your story. I'm going to promote your book and you sell as many as you want to. And I feel like the Lord will bless me in turn by getting your message out there. Wow, that's amazing. And how did you come across the book? My girlfriend, uh, a girlfriend of mine introduced it to me. Mm -hmm. um, she was just telling me, she said, Matanja, you really, really need to read the book. I'm like, whatever. And so when I finally read the book, like I was saying, man, I'm talking about, oh, my God, some of the things that she said in the book, I promise you, she was sitting there on the side of my bed. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that she mentions in the book, it talks about the forgotten ones. One mm -hmm. of the chapter talk about the forgotten ones is the children. Right. So many children, they, 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 they can't a term like um, they're young, they'll get over it. But if you sit back in your life, look, think about it over your life, things that happened to you as a child. Are you really over it? A lot of it don't even stem from somebody uh, hitting you. But imagine being a child watching your mom or your dad abuse, uh, verbally abused or emotionally abused. They see that stuff. Or a matter of fact. A dad say, I'm going to come get you, but then never come pick you up. Mm -hmm. You sitting by the door waiting. That, that, that takes a toll on a child. And so now that they grow older, they're 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, and you're wondering why they're in the street acting the way they are. These, chil these still children are stemming from hurt, but, but society doesn't label them anything. Wow. Doesn't label it as abuse or, does, you know, they, they give it all different types of names, but let's call it what it is. That's a domestic abuse that started as a child. The fathers don't realize when they start messing with these children emotionally that the outcome that it's going to have on them. The mothers don't understand. You tell a child to shut up. Don't say nothing. Uh, little boy, you just, you just silence him to tell a little boy that it's not okay to be emotional, but it is mm -hmm. okay for a little child, a boy to cry. It's okay. Because what happens then is when they, you shut their emotion down, then they start to shut down other people's emotion. And you say, these kids ain't got no feelings. They don't care about nothing. 
but somebody silenced them a long time ago. So now their whole method in life is to silence everybody else. Right. And that's what abusers do. They silence us until we get our voices back. Right. Wow. This book, I'm Not Stupid, I Just Can Be Purchased at IsabellaTheAuthor.com. And if anyone listening or watching this show and is a victim of domestic violence and need help, there is a 1-800 number that we want you to call. It's 1-800-799-SAVE. That's 1-800-799-7233. We'll be right back. Today on Her Liberation, Conversations with Ann Anderson, best-selling author, certified transformational life coach, TV producer, and TV talk show host. Over the next few seasons, myself and many other experts will be bringing you conversations around confidence, femininity, beauty, success, transformation, healthy living, self-love, abundance, fitness, happiness, joy, sisterhood, empowerment, and resilience. What is resilience? It's your bounce back muscle. It's that ineffable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back stronger than ever. Rather than letting failure or disappointment overcome them and drain their resolve, they find a way to rise from the ashes. If you love an epiphany as much as I do, then get ready for a half hour chalk full of death all season. I wanted to create a show where on Tuesdays we could have conversations that disrupt, that were thought-provoking, inspiring, and eye-opening. A show that would be nourishment for your very souls and minds. This is her liberation. Conversations with Ann Anderson. So what made you want to be her voice? Um, when I thought about the fear I used to have, and mm-hmm. I thought about the fact, after I read the book, I mean, you read the book, you know that it is. I read the book. It's very beneficial. I'm mm-hmm. like, this can be a ministry to somebody. This could help so many people, especially when you're going through it by yourself. Mm-hmm. The number of women and men who are affected by domestic abuse is like crazy. And, and the, the amount of people who are embarrassed by it to to actually say, hey, this is what I'm going through. You, you would just you can't even begin to think about it. And then I'm thinking about, oh my God, this is so good. This really needs to get out. And when she said, I said, you know what, girl, I got you. I got you. I got a platform. My, my audience might not be big yet, but it's going to get big. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let everybody know about you because they need to hear this story. So how do you think that um, the domestic violence that you endured and that your children witnessed, how has that affected them? Can you see any yeah. signs? Yeah, it, um, I, I guess it was um, Patty Hearst who started, uh, seemed like she was favoring her abusers. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with the children. When you walk away and you stand up, it's like the children feel like they have to choose sides. And remember, mm-hmm. you also uh, crippled by this person as well. So now guess what? He's dominating. He's going to do the same things to the children. And then when you watch them grow in life and you see some of the decisions that they make, it's like, man, gosh. 
how much damage did I do to my child? Wow. And, and a lot of people stay for the children. I know now. I, I praise God for keeping me in that situation. Right. But if I could tell anybody, don't stay for the children. Don't because the more that's the damage that they see you mm. do, they think it's okay and it's normal. And so they get into a relationship that's abusive. Then they're gonna stay because well, my mama stayed, my daddy stayed. Mm-hmm. Why should I go? But that's not how people have called us to be. And I want to put this in here. So often the church try to keep people into bad relationships mm-hmm. too. Well, you just gotta endure. No, God called us to peace. God did not call us to go through stuff like that. So that's important too. So you, you imagine being at church, I'm preaching and teaching in church and, and my, I'm taking my children to church every day, but then we coming home and they see a whole completely different life. Right. It's nothing, wasn't no joy about that. Wasn't happy about that. But the effect that it's had on my children, you know, um, I don't want to embarrass them because, you know, they'll know, but it, right. the, the, the things that they've been through, the hardships that they've had, they're going to have testimonies because they, they're going to come out of this thing. But you can see the effects of living in a household like that, the effect that it takes on so many children, not just mine. Look at society today. Look, mm-hmm. look at the effect that these children, something has happened in the household. Children have witnessed something. Something has been done to these children and they're taking it out on everybody other than their abuser. Think about it. Amen. I totally agree that that probably has a lot to do with a lot of the mental and emotional uh, situations that we're experiencing today with different individuals. Oh my God. So has your ex-husband ever taken responsibility <laughs> or apologized for <laughs> his actions towards no. you or your um, children? I remember him telling my children that um, I broke the family up. Um, mm. Never mind. Just like when I read Isabella, you know, <laughs> The emotional and psychological damage that's done to a woman who's abused, first of all, mm-hmm. and then cheated on is just it's unsurmountable. You can you cannot measure that. You cannot. Um, I, I can't even put into words the damage that it does to you and a simple I'm sorry. But don't say I'm sorry and follow up with the same action that you did before. Right. So he would say I'm sorry and continue to do the stuff. He would say I'm sorry. And so your sorry means nothing to me. So would I think he do I think he will apologize I, I don't think so. I, to me, I don't know about Isabella, but I, to <laughs> me, as long as I got to pay him, mm-hmm. I don't think he's sorry. Right. And maybe that might be the wrong way to see it. Mm-hmm. But if you know you're wrong and you know your actions are wrong, you go back and correct your wrong. Right. But if you profited from it, why would you apologize? So I don't think he'll ever be sorry. And I think he's um, like Isabella described in a book about a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I truly think he's a narcissist. As long as he's been benefiting from whatever right. the situation is, mm-hmm. he doesn't matter. It doesn't he don't care who hurt his children, his wife. It doesn't matter as long as he's getting the 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 um He's benefiting, benefiting from, from mm-hmm. because with a narcissist, it's all about them. Is that right? It's all <laughs> about them. And I do know wow. that he had some things to take place in his life as a child, mm-hmm. but get help. Exactly. I say the same thing. And I can sympathize because I realize too, that uh, most people who hurt people, you know, something has happened to them as well. But like you said, I totally agree. They need to get help, get help. you know? So um, mentioning the book, I'm not stupid. I just, I'm familiar with the book. I read the whole book over the weekend. What is it about this book that inspired you to change? When she make you reflect on yourself, <laughs> she'll talk about what happened to her mm-hmm. and then she'll give you some resources mm-hmm. and then she'll say, look at your life. And when you, sometimes people don't realize how bad the situation is until they write it down. Um, 
you don't realize, oh, well, you know, that's, well, I don't have no black eye or he's not doing this to me. I'm like, wait, hey, have you ever went to the grocery? Do you have cash? You might be living in a big house and driving a fancy car, but you don't have a dime to your name. And every credit card you got has his name on it. And when you do go to the grocery store and purchase stuff and you come back, he's looking at the receipt mm-hmm. to see if you got cash. And if you got cash, he's taking it back. Come on. <laughs> you might be living good. People don't realize the psychological damage that is. And that's mm-hmm. financial abuse because right. people on the outside think you got it all, but you ain't got a dime to your name. That's And, and when she talks about it and she sits back and she, I'm like, dang, that's what I'm saying. This girl had to be sitting on the wall of my life. Right. Resonated, right? Yeah. But see, mine is a little, uh, uh, just like hers. I mm-hmm. end up being the breadwinner mm-hmm. and I end feel up thinking that, I, am I being abused because, you know, this, this dude ain't paying for nothing. This dude, and he paid just enough to get by, just enough to call himself a man. Mm. Oh, okay, I'm a woe man. <laughs> What's the difference? But, you know, it was just a, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but her inspiration and the things that she used and the way she made you think about it mm-hmm. was the thing. But you know what? If she can come out of it, I can come out of it too and be coming out of it. Like, okay, you're going to celebrate, not just for me, but for every person who may feel like they can't. Because Isabella's book is telling you there is life, love, and laughter after domestic abuse, domestic violence. However you've endured it, there's mm-hmm. life after that. And you have to free yourself. And um, the Bible tells us to write the vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we write down what it is we want to do, when we write those things down and we start living. Because when you write and you read it, you hold yourself accountable. And that's what I think. When I wrote it and I could look at it and I'm looking at my life now, mm-hmm. I said, let me hold myself accountable. These things are happening to you because you allow these things to happen to you. Well, I'm not. Yeah, that fear. God doesn't move by faith. Fear. He moves by faith. And she said that the first couple of books, she said mm-hmm. when God told her to move, she said, move him. He said, no, I'm not going to move him. <laughs> you do what I told you to do and step out on faith. I'm like, Dad, God got gangster, didn't it? <laughs> so I'm just looking at I mean, it was just so real. I was scared just like she was scared. And there's so many other men and women. And I keep stressing men and women because I've witnessed men be verbally abused and physically abused by women. And and they just stay there and they, they don't say nothing. If they speak out on it, everybody going to think they sorry or soft. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they love the person. But this person is just so abusive toward them. But I mean, her. The reflections make you hold yourself accountable and holding myself accountable made me want to change. Wow. I want to talk about a little bit about how you feel that these toxic relationships that you've experienced in your past could have some bearing on your future when we come back. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) You're getting nosy. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
right. So, Miss <laughs> Tanya, so can you tell us, how do you think those toxic relationships that you uh, have experienced in your past will have any bearing or effect on any future relationships that you might get into? You are getting deep, aren't you, Miss Ann? I, <laughs> uh, I have been single for five years. Um, and I think the one thing that arises is fear. Mm -hmm. um, because Mr. Casanova, Mr. Narcissistic Man, mm -hmm. you don't see it. Um, he's wonderful in front of everybody. It's that when he gets behind closed doors mm -hmm. that things change. And sometimes things don't change for years. And then all of a sudden, something happens and everything that you knew was, was awry. Um, so I'm, I'm fearful of a person being honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something as simple as the way a person responds to me. I cannot stand, uh, how, what's that? Um, what you're doing? W Y D. If somebody takes me that, <laughs> Wow. Mm, I'm worth the word. Spell it out. Mm -hmm. Ask me the question. Right. Matter of fact, if you want to talk to me, talk to me. I'm 51 years old. I'm not no little girl. Matter of fact, I can't even see good. You texting me. <laughs> I can't even see what you texting me. Just call me. I'm picking phone. I'm gonna answer you. But people don't always um, get that. So I, I'm 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 kind of. Uh, pull back, reserve, reserve is the word I put. I'm kind of reserved. Okay. And then when you're, when you're established and you're doing good for yourself and you're moving and shaking things, you know, some mm -hmm. men are intimidated by it. And I always say, well, that ain't the one for me. But it, 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 um, the fear. Right. The fear of getting the same thing. But I actually was speaking with, uh, uh, I don't want to name call, but a young lady who's been through the same thing that mm -hmm. I've been through. And she said, never say never. And she said, by you mm -hmm. putting that never say, you know, I'm never going to do this. And never, you hinder yourself on actually finding a good man and don't let one little thing to completely deter you. If you answer me wrong, do something like that, I'm gonna, I automatically cut you off. What if you cutting off the wrong one? That's Cause true. just like you have a bad day, you respond kind of stern sometimes. Maybe they have a bad day. Giving them another opportunity, but if they constantly this way, then that's them. They're showing you themselves. Um, and just like Isabella was saying that sometimes you just, um, you're so in love with this person or so infatuated with this person that you, just disregard it. Ah, nah. But at some point you can't keep saying, ah, nah, nah. <laughs> Pay attention to that, man. He's telling you or she's telling you this is how she is. Aggressive. I mean, I'm, I'm open person. I mean, I'm an extrovert when I'm on the camera, on stage or whatever. I'm an extrovert. But when I'm by myself, I'm completely opposite from this. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Get to know a person. Get to know when they mad. Get to know them, how they act with their parents. Get to know all of this stuff. So it takes a little time. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm some counting, looking at the clock ticking. You know, I ain't got no biological clock. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no biological. I'm playing. But you, those things they do, it, it's, it's scary. It, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, it's scary. Aww. In the book, the author chose to forgive her ex-husband. What about you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I, I forgive. I haven't forgotten now. Let, let, let's right. go and get that. I have not forgotten anything. <laughs> I make a monthly payment every month. They don't let me forget. But forgiveness, and when we take of it in a spiritual level, mm -hmm. forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. And when you choose to hold on to that, you just carrying this baggage, carrying this baggage, carrying mm -hmm. this baggage, that you just let it go. Right. Let him be who he is. Learn how to, this is my thing, learn how to coexist in a room with that same person. Learn how to be able to, okay, whatever, deuces. What I don't have to do is respond to you anymore. What I don't have to do is live by you. So yes. I, just like her, I choose to forget, forgive. You know how liberating it was for me when I just said, you know what? I forgive you. 
I don't forget what you've mm-hmm. done to me, but I forgive you. And I no longer give you authority to run my life. I no, no longer give you control over my life. I no longer give you any authority in any place in my atmosphere, my air, anything like that. If I don't want to be a part of it, I will walk away and be done because I forgive you. And then forgiving you, forgive myself. Right. And, and that's it, the most important part. And that was a way that you were able to take your power back as well. Right. You really free yourself. <sighs> Not just for him, but for, for forgiving. Yeah, yeah, forgiving Amen. me. So now that you've been healed, what is the next step for Tonda D? The ton of fun. The next step <laughs> is number one, telling this story for Isabella. Number two, making people laugh and living my best life because I believe there's somebody out there for me. <laughs> but yeah, living my best life, just living my life every uh, every step of the way, thinking about how can I make life better for somebody else. And in turn, making life better for somebody else, I can make it better for me because you never know how, uh, just making somebody laugh every day. Mm-hmm. It just brightens their day. You know, um, somebody used to say all the time, Oh, I love to see you smile. I said, you just want to see the dimple. You just want to <laughs> see the hole on my face. Just something like that. Or, uh, because I choose to smile. I remember one day somebody told me, tell my tongue, you just look mean all the time, but they didn't know what I was going through. Right. But I've noticed that now when I my resting face is always I try to purposely make sure I have a smile on my face because I realize how blessed I am. Number one, to be alive. Mm -hmm. And number two, that God chose to have angel kisses on my face. Everybody don't have those. Mm -hmm. So now I choose to just, you know, hey, live my best life. And and the thing that Isabella put in the book was forgiving myself. And I think I slightly mentioned Mm -hmm. that. I've forgiven myself. And every day when I'm reminded of something, I say, Tanja, you've forgiven yourself for that. Let's walk in the freedom that comes along with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I learned to walk in the freedom that comes along with forgiveness and know that God has better in store for me. So I'm going to be looking for somebody out there to make laugh. Look me up. Tanja D, the ton of fun. Awesome. (laughs) So since the book has inspired you so much, what are your thoughts on the author choosing to have a synonym in releasing the book? Protection. Um, And I can understand that anybody who has um, survived domestic violence, there's going to be always a fear. I used to have a fear of the certain truck that my ex-husband used to drive, uh, the truck, the company, a fear. So I can I can understand protecting her. So that's why God placed people like me in her path so that I can be her voice. Awesome. And what's the major takeaway from this book? Uh, Again, like I said, there is love, uh, life. And laughter after domestic abuse. Amen. I am so happy that you came here today. And uh, and so thank you so much for also being a voice for those who don't have a voice for thank themselves you. at the moment. Thank you. thank you so much for doing everything that you're doing. I support you. I'm believing that you are going to um, continue to inspire and make people laugh. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Ton the Comedian. On Facebook, Ton the Comedian. And you're going to see this beautiful face right here. And it's going to Tanja D, the Ton of Fun. Again, that's um, at Ton the Comedian. T O N T H E C O M E D I A N. Thank you so much. Please like and follow, share. Like and follow and share. Like and follow and share. Thank you. <laughs> This book can be purchased at www.isabellatheauthor.com. And if anyone is listening or watching this show and is a victim of domestic violence and need help, there is a 1-800 number that we want you to call. 1-800-799-SAVE. That's 
1-800-273-7233. Again, thank you so much for watching Liberation Conversations with Ann Anderson. Please subscribe to my TV channel and come back next week where my guest will be Kelly Flowers, who has one of the leading technology organizations for young girls and young women. See you then.